0: Welcome to Wisdom Wednesday, brought to you by Aging Wisdom, where we share weekly bite-sized insights on aging well, caring well, and living well. Welcome, Wisdom Wednesday listeners. Today, I'm talking with my colleague, Sheila McCannay, who is a certified care manager and an aging life care professional here at Aging Wisdom. We're going to have a conversation today about falls prevention This is really a vitally important topic for all of us, especially as we age.
1: Sheila, let's talk first about your background. Thank you. Good morning, Carrie. How are you doing today? Good. Uh, I have a long career working in elder care. I started in the uh, long term care, then I moved into home care, and I became a care manager about 10 or 12 years ago. Um, I have a lot of experience in different environments and uh, various supports for individuals in those environments. It's second nature to me to anticipate challenges and issues for older adults. In our work as a care manager, we do our best to anticipate and minimize risks uh, and address them before something happens, before there's a crisis. But when there is a crisis, oftentimes there has to be a crisis before people take action. And when there is a crisis, such as a fall, resulting in an injury or a hospitalization. A client may come to Aging Wisdom and Care Management Services for support and services, and we can help that family by guiding them on decisions about their next steps. What does that look like? Do they go home? Do they have the right setup at home? Do they have the right equipment at home? Is home not a very good place for them, at least initially? What are their alternatives? Is not a... senior community, the best place for that person. So our goal is to provide resources and options to get that person home uh, safely and make sure that it's a sustainable situation for them.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you. I um, heard somebody say once in reference to one of our colleagues, oh my goodness, you guys are like Radar O'Reilly on (laughs) MASH. And I thought that really pretty well encapsulates that you have this experience and knowledge where you can come into a person's home and you can kind of set eyes on it and you can see where the danger zones are, so to speak, and really help people minimize, you know, additional risks. You can also help families ahead of time with the prevention. So let's try and avoid those falls at all costs too. Well, I want to just check in with some well-documented and eye-opening facts about falls and why the work of a care manager in particular is so essential and so meaningful to um, working with clients. You know, falls are the number one cause of accidental injury among older adults. Falls are the number one cause of death related to injury for older adults, Falls are also the number one cause of visits to the emergency department by older adults. So that should give us all pause. Let's just kind of think about that for a minute. Now, one out of every five falls causes an injury such as a broken bone or a head injury. Falls are the most common cause of traumatic brain injuries or TBIs. Women fall more often than men, and that accounts for three-quarters of all hip fractures. More than 95% of hip fractures are caused by falling, usually by falling sideways. Falls impact health and independence. They have a personal and systemic cost, as well as a cost to our dignity. And falls, I just want to wrap up and say, are not a normal part of aging. So, our goal with this series of podcasts is really to encourage you to invest in some risk prevention and uh, maybe invest in a new pair of glasses, some good, steady shoes, some strength training. But I'm going to have Sheila share her expertise and, and talk with us a little bit more about that. So, we should really talk about to make a dent in these statistics. What conditions Sheila make us more likely to fall,
1: yeah, Carrie, I just wanted to reiterate something that you said that falls really can be the start of a more serious problem. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you know people say it's the end of the end, but falls often result, as you said, in an injury, a hospitalization, or a disability, and this can really change somebody's life in the course of their future. So it is really important to understand. Why do falls happen? Well, falls can happen because of a medical reason. Maybe a person has a particular uh, diagnosis like diabetes or heart disease or thyroid problems, um, neuropathy in their feet. So it could be part of somebody's health history. Uh, Also, there's medications that can cause falls. Sometimes medications make people drowsy or sleepy, dizzy. It's unbeknownst to them. Or it's just part of how they feel all the time. And also, there's safety hazards in people's homes and in their community, things that could be prevented that you can prevent before a fall. Or if there is a fall, you can turn around and, you know, say, ah, I tripped on that rug. I need to get rid of it. So to be more specific, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit more about what we call these risk factors. Mm Mm-hmm. I mentioned somebody who has diabetes. People who have diabetes also have, often have vision problems or they have neuropathy in their lower extremities. And when someone has neuropathy and they're unable to kind of feel their feet or their legs, it makes it more likely that they might trip or bump into something uh, and fall. People who have heart conditions, maybe when they stand, their blood pressure drops They're more likely to fall. You know, also, as we age, our vision and hearing isn't as keen as it used to be, and that could also precipitate a fall. Uh, Common things in homes are clutter or rugs that slide around, non-clear paths uh, that people might have, um, pets. Everyone loves their pet, but oftentimes pets might get under their feet and someone might trip over it. So, again, it could be natural health hazard or health conditions that that may precipitate a fall, you know, as I said, medications and uh, also unsafe situations in your home.
0: Can we talk a little bit about bathrooms
1: too? What do you see in the bathroom? (laughs) Absolutely. I was going to talk a little bit more about that as far as um, some of the things that we can do to prevent falls. But bathrooms are are pretty commonplace where people fall. Oftentimes, older homes, especially in Seattle, the um, toilets are low. And just with a few modifications, people could make things safer for them. Uh, There's Toilet risers, there's handlebars, there's grab bars, grab bars to get into the shower, uh, non-slip rugs in the bathroom, uh, safety mats in the actual shower that prevent people from falling. So uh, I wanted to go back to some of the hazards uh, in home uh, outside of the bathroom. Um, You know, poor lighting can cause um, people to fall. Uneven stairs, staircases that don't have handrails on them. Uh, there's a lot of things that people can do to make their home safer, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But most falls are caused by a combination of things. It's not just that you have uh, a slippery rug, but maybe it has to do with your health condition and a, f- a factor, a risk factor in your community. But the combination of risk factors make it more likely that someone may have a fall. The other thing, too, is, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, is an individual's primary physician certainly can address and help prevent falls and we'll talk about that a little bit later in this podcast
0: okay excellent thank you so now i'm curious too from your many years of experience i know you've seen what happens to clients when they don't take these preventive measures or maybe they don't take the risks seriously What can happen
1: after a fall? You're right, Carrie. Oftentimes, people want to remain independent in their home, and they don't recognize that they may not be able to do things as they used to do things. And it's not because they want to make their home unsafe. It's just because they just don't recognize that they need more help or they need to put into place some safety measures. And so sometimes people wait for a crisis to happen. And, and when somebody does fall, you know, as we talked about a little bit earlier, it can result in an injury, a, a minor injury to bruising or maybe a broken rib, a fractured hip, a broken wrist. But imagine if you broke your wrist on your right hand, how does that affect your dressing or your bathing or you're getting in and out of bed your immobility of that broken bone has a ripple effect and what do you do how how do you get beyond that how do you get back to where you were before and so it takes time and it takes resources other things that could happen you know more serious things that could happen unfortunately is it, you can have a traumatic brain injury you have a fall uh, and then your life really is forever changed. Yeah. You you probably, you know, will have to find an alternate place to live and you'll probably have to have care for the rest of your life. So it's just really important for people to understand the risk factors and then preventative measures that you can put in place to prevent a fall. Yeah. Well, you
0: know what I find really interesting. As I was doing research and as I listened to, you know, you and other care managers in the practice talk about how clients may have falls, but they don't talk about them. And then, you know, there's evidence or there's obvious signs that something happened. Maybe somebody used a step stool to get something in the kitchen and they had a slip and there's bruising or there may be a cut and it's like, what's going on here? And, you know, there's some shame but there's also fear along with that and so as i understand people then tend to really limit their activities as a result and you know then that starts to that you know being afraid of falling then limits physical activity limits social engagement and it goes back to that ripple effect that you were talking about earlier as well can you talk a little bit about that
1: you know people being less active you actually touched on a few areas that are important, and one, is, one of them is I can't tell you how many times people have told me, you know, shh, please don't tell my daughter I had a fall. Well, I think the, the reason that people are saying that is because they're afraid that if they admit that something happened, that they will have to move or they'll be told they can't do this anymore, you can't do that anymore, and they're afraid of losing their independence, but in fact, it only hampers their situation and I'm thinking too as we know and this is true for anyone
0: just not older adults but when we're less active we become weaker and again there's that ripple effect that's a domino effect
1: Yeah, when people are afraid, if they have a fear, if they did have a fall, or even if they feel like they're a little bit unsteady or they know they have poor balance and they're afraid of falling, you're right. They will limit their activity. They will feel safe in their home environment or in a particular place or a particular chair. And, you know, we all know that exercise is really important. It's important for our to stay strong, for our bones, for our mental health, and when people restrict their activity, then they're also declining in in exercising and keeping themselves strong and healthy. And I think it's important for those people who are with their family members are with a neighbor and they recognize that maybe they've had falls or that they're afraid of going down their front stairs and asking you know, them, can you do this or do that for me to really reach out to them and let, you know, let them know that there is a solution Mm -hmm. that they can address their fear and then hopefully resume their normal activities. Yeah. That's the goal. Wonderful. Well, let's talk
0: about some of the, you know, the, the positives here, you know, what are some of the things that we can do to prevent or decrease our risks of risk of falls. So always like to look at home safety basics, because as we know, the majority of people say, oh, I want to, I want to live in my home forever. Well, let's make that happen for as long as possible. What are some of just the basic things we can do in our home to make our homes safer?
1: Sure. Um, You know, we do aging wisdom care managers do a lot of in-home assessments where we check people's homes for safety, but we also make an assessment on the individual too. So oftentimes things that you decide in the home to change might be as a result of the individual that lives in that home. But generally speaking, uh, there's several things that people can do. We already talked about bathroom safety, Mm -hmm. adding grab bars, uh, handlebars, um, non-slip mats. Making sure there's a rubber mat in the shower can greatly reduce falls. We talked a little bit about hazards in the home, such as throw rugs or clutter that you have to kind of have small spaces to walk around in. You might have pets or You might have extension cords that are going from one end to another end that you have always stepped over. But this one time you catch your foot on it and you tip the lamp over and you fall at the same time. Handrails are super important to make sure sometimes one handrail isn't enough. Sometimes someone needs a handrail on both sides of their staircase. Lighting. Lighting is really essential. Oftentimes people have vision problems and they close their shades and blinds or they put their lights on the, you know, the first light so things are dim. But it is really important that people have good lighting so that they can see what's around them and, you know, where they're going in their homes. And also another thing that makes makes things a lot easier, if you have things... I know I do this, I don't know that everybody does this, but when you put things in the exact same spot and you put them closer to you. For example, I was at a home visit the other day and the client had this huge, big walk-in closet but she had to walk up a couple stairs and open a door and in this other room and she decided it was easier for her to have, uh, she had a, a rack and she had all the clothes that she loved to wear. Hanging on her right there at her fingertips, right in her bedroom, near her bed. So things were at her fingertips and she could just choose what she wanted and put it on. And that's what she kept in there. But putting things in the same place so you're familiar with where they are and you're not having to search, you know, rummage through things to find them also is very helpful. That's wonderful. Good basics.
0: Something I think we should all do no matter our age. Thanks for listening join us next week for another Wisdom Wednesday. In the meantime, visit our website at agingwisdom.com where you'll find more resources to help you navigate options for aging, caring, and living well.